the kingdom of God. That's a biblical concept, my brothers and sisters, which is very important and very confusing, or at least it can be very confusing. Let me illustrate the confusion by a couple of questions. Question number one, is the kingdom of God something that is inside of us, or is it something that's outside of us? I ask that question because in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus explicitly says, the kingdom of God is within you. And in John 18, 36, he seems to contradict himself by saying, my kingdom is not of this world. Very confusing. Second question, is the kingdom of God something that we can experience right now on this earth? Or is it something we can only experience after we die? The answer to that one is not immediately obvious because in Matthew chapter 10, verse 7, Jesus tells us the kingdom of heaven is at hand, as if it's something we can experience right now in this life. Then in Matthew 25, in the scene of the Last Judgment, that famous scene where Jesus separates the sheep from the goats, Jesus says to those who are saved, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world as if the kingdom is something totally different from what we experience here on earth. Very confusing. But in spite of all the confusion, this is a biblical concept that we need to try to understand. Because according to Jesus, the kingdom of God, whatever it is, is extremely important. You know this simply because Jesus preached about the kingdom all the time. He wouldn't have done that if he didn't want us to take it seriously. Believe it or not, in just the four canonical Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the expression, the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, is used about 50 times. You know that because I made a count once. In today's Gospel alone, Jesus mentions it three times, using three separate analogies to drive home the message. All that having been said, my purpose in this homily is very simple. I just want to give you one key insight that can help you to make sense with this gospel from Matthew 13 that we just heard this morning and every other passage of the New Testament where the kingdom of God is mentioned, including the passages that seem to contradict one another. The insight comes from our former Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, and it can be found in chapter 3 of his book, Jesus of Nazareth. I'll paraphrase it in this way. It should be pretty easy to remember. According to Pope Benedict, the kingdom of God is present whenever and wherever Jesus is enthroned as Lord. Or to put it another way, the kingdom of God is present wherever and whenever Jesus rules. In fact, if you forget everything else I say in my homily, try to remember that line. The kingdom of God is present whenever and wherever Jesus rules. Think back now to the questions I posed at the beginning. Question number one, is the kingdom of God something that is inside of us, or is it something that's outside of us? Pope Benedict would say, it's not either or. It's both and. Both can be true. The kingdom can be inside of us and outside of us at the same time, which is precisely why Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you and that my kingdom is not of this world. You see, whenever Jesus is ruling our inner thoughts and attitudes, the kingdom is present. Whenever we decide by the grace of God to forgive another person, 
whenever we choose to be patient or compassionate or pure, whenever we say no to sin and yes to what's right, the kingdom of God is, in a very real sense, present within us. But of course, none of us is perfect. So even though the kingdom is present within us whenever we resist sin and practice virtue, it will never be fully present inside of us or outside of us for that matter, as long as we're in this world. That's why the second statement of Jesus, my kingdom is not of this world, is also true. The fullness of the kingdom will only be experienced in heaven, simply because that's the place where Jesus rules completely. In heaven, there's no sin. Jesus truly is Lord of all that happens there and of everyone who's there. So is the kingdom something that we can experience now on this earth, or is it something we can only experience after we die? That was the second question. Once again, I think Pope Benedict would say to us, it's not either or, it's both and. Because of the nature of the kingdom, both of those things can be true. Whenever we make Jesus Lord of a particular situation in our lives and do what he wants us to do, we experience a little bit of his kingdom, whether we're conscious of it or not. We experience it right here, right now. Once again, the fullness of that kingdom will only become a reality for us in heaven, where there's no sin or death, where Jesus is Lord completely. All of this is implied, believe it or not, and I'll conclude with this thought. It's implied in that simple phrase, thy kingdom come in the Lord's prayer. When we say thy kingdom come in the Lord's prayer, we're really saying, Lord, may your kingdom be present inside of me, in my thoughts and in my heart. May it be present outside of me in my words and acts of love and service. Help me through my attitudes and choices to experience your kingdom right now to the extent that I can in this life. And prepare me for that glorious moment when I will experience the fullness of your kingdom in eternity, in heaven. With those three little words, thy kingdom come, we're implying all those things. Let's keep that in mind when we pray the Our Father later at this Mass and wherever we pray it, publicly or privately, in the future. <laughs>